Hello, prayer friend. Once again, thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from AfriChrist Prayer Ministries, the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the underchurched, uh, often unreached people. These podcasts are the ones that help you to develop footsteps with impact in your prayer life. We believe the scripture that says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. We also believe, just like Jesus did and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time. And so we believe in praying with impact in our ministry. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. We are confident that the Bible-based prayer principles that we teach never fail. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. Please thank you again for listening in. Download this and send it to your friends. We would appreciate if you recommend our prayer cast to your friends. Uh, we would also appreciate if you recommend our app, Afri Christ, to your friends. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store, and also the Google Play Store. It's the same app for both platforms. It's very well done, and it reaches out to people like you. Thank you once again, and may God bless you as you're listening. Hello, precious listeners. Uh, This is just to address a little technical issue that you may notice at the very beginning of this podcast. And we didn't realize it until the very end after we did the podcast, and uh, it was impossible for us to go backwards. But you may notice a few little pops and hissing, and that's because we forgot to put on one of the um, um, filters in the very beginning. But um, all in all, it's a very great testimony, and we apologize for that little hissing and pop sounds, microphone pop sounds. But otherwise, it's, everything is okay. So please enjoy. And once again, we apologize for that. Thank you. Hello, prayer friends. This is Sam Kawesa, your host. Welcome once again to Footsteps with Impact Prayercast. We thank you for downloading and listening to our podcasts. We encourage you to uh, hit subscribe on our podcast webpage, which is www.africhristpodcast.com. That's africhristpodcast.com. And also, you can download our notes on our blog on www.prayingwithimpact.com. That is Praying with Impact, three words, dot com. Prayingwithimpact.com. Today, our theme topic is simply God can, a testimonial. And we have a guest speaker today, and you would be amazed at this testimony. Have you ever looked back in your life and seen what God has done for you? Have you ever looked at the things that have taken place in your life, and you wonder, how did I go through this? Our testimonial today is going to be such a testimony. It will be powerful, I know. This is a friend of mine. This lady is can give you a testimony that will take you off of your feet. And I know it is a blessing to the church. Many times we don't give our testimonies because of false humility. We think that if we give our testimony, people are going to think we are bragging. The book of Revelation says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. And so what that means is that 
the testimony that we give is one of the two things that God uses in our lives to destroy the work of the enemy. The first one, we can't do anything about it, and that is the blood of the Lamb. The other one is us, which is the testimony. And our testimony really doesn't belong to us, it belongs to the church. As you know, that if it wasn't for Paul or Peter or the disciples giving their testimony, we would not have the Bible. And if you know in the book of Revelation at the very beginning, it said, this is the testimony of Jesus. Christ. So if Jesus Christ gave the testimony at the end of the book, how much more us? God has given us a life that is a testimonial to people, a way to bring people to Jesus Christ. In fact, um, in the book of John, it says, 32 12, it says that if I be lifted up, I shall draw all men unto me. So when we give the testimony of Jesus Christ in our life, then people will be drawn unto Jesus Christ, into God. The only problem is many times when we give testimony, we try to elevate ourselves above. In fact, many times people who go on mission in the mission field, they come back and they want to give us these testimonies of the things, the great things that they did. And in the end, they end up really lifting themselves up instead of lifting up Jesus Christ. And that's where the problem comes with our testimonies. But if your testimony is to lift up God, as it says in the book of John, then you don't have to worry. It may be what people may regard as small, but in the end, it's going to end up being a powerful testimony because guess what? It is God's testimony, not yours. Our testimony belongs to the church. That's how people are brought in. And as we shall see, as we go through this, this podcast, you're going to realize that, you know what? Our testimony is really for bringing people into the kingdom of God. Uh, the psalmist was a very good testimony kind of um, writer. He says like in Psalm 22, 22, that I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I'll praise you among the assembled people. So you see, the psalmist knew how to testify of God's goodness. And we all love the Psalms. In fact, many times when people ask me, where do I start to read the Bible? I always tell them, start with the Psalms, because that's where the testimony of God is from the very first one to the very last one. I'll read you another one, Psalm 66, 16, and I'm using the New Living Translation. It says, come and listen, all you who fear God. I'll tell you what he did for me. See, when you testify as to what God did for you, to you in your life, then you're really preaching. Many times people think that they need the traditional pulpit to preach the word of God or to tell of God's goodness. No, 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 no. It could be on your job. It could be in the bus. It could be anywhere. And it could be just a simple word. And you never know what it's going to do for someone else. You know, the book of John, uh, chapter 15, verse 26 through 27 says this, but when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father. The Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me, and you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. So you see, in order to testify of the divinity of Jesus Christ, he says he will send us the Holy Spirit who will testify of him. And guess who is going to use us? who are with him. You may say, well, that was meant for the disciples. Yes, it was. But you know what? When we are in the spirit, we are with Jesus Christ because it says that he is sitting on the right hand of the Father. And we 
are in Christ Jesus, as it says in Romans. So that means that if we testify of him, we are giving the story of Jesus Christ, the divinity of Jesus Christ by the works he has done in our lives. Now in the book of Daniel, it also says, I believe that's in Daniel chapter four, verse two through three. I thought it good to declare the signs and wonders that the most high God has worked for me. How great are his signs, how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. So you see here Daniel testifying. He's testifying of the divinity of Jesus Christ because he says his dominion is from generation to generation. It never ends. You know, testimony also encourages others. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11 and 14 say this. So encourage each other and build each other up, just as you are already doing. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. We testify to others and encourage them when they are low, when they are down, when they are low in faith. That is the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's what we are supposed to do as Christians. So our lives are supposed to be a testimony of Jesus Christ through the things he has taken us through. Now, many times things have happened in our lives and it could be our own making, but it doesn't really matter. Many times our testimony motivates others to coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, so for example, let me read you Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So you see, that's what I'm talking about. We have to encourage each other by meeting with each other, calling each other, talking to one another, and testifying as to what God has done in our lives. I have found that testimony of other people has encouraged me in my life. And many times they may not even realize that they are testifying as to what God has done to them. Recently, I had a friend who uh, listened to one of our podcasts and she wrote back to me saying that she wishes that um, she had known Jesus before. And she was testifying that she now knows God a lot more and that she wishes she knew Christ a lot earlier in her life, especially when she was raising her kids. And she says that, you know, I've seen your life. You were religious in the 80s. And now she says, I regret. I wish I was too. And I want to send her back a message telling her, encouraging her that, you know what, it's never too late. God is a redeemer of time. What you have seen in my life was not my own making. It was Jesus Christ working on me. I myself was not perfect. I didn't do everything right. So many times I pray that, Lord, you are the redeemer of time. Redeem the times that I've wasted my time doing other things, doing the things that are ungodly. You'd be surprised how God answers your call when you humbly come before him, not only to repent, but also to ask him to help you from down there. God is able and willing. God can. Remember, our theme title is God can. 
God can get you from down there. And I'm going to tell my friend that, listen, God can pray for your children regardless of how old they are right now. It's never too late. As long as they are standing up, as long as they are alive, you you know, you can pray for them and God will turn things around. And so I want to introduce you to my very good friend whose testimony is amazing because we have known each other for over 20 something years. She has seen all my kids grow up. We used to meet in our home for Bible study. And when I first met her, let me give you a little inkling of how we met. I was teaching at a church and I was teaching about prayer. And she had come to this church, but for something else, another program in the church. And so when she looked in one room and she saw all these people seated down, she thought that was where she was going to to go. So she came and sat down. And instead, she realized that she was in the wrong place, but it was so interesting because it was about prayer, but it wasn't, we weren't praying per se. We were learning about prayer and how to pray and how to approach God, uh, something of that effect. I honestly don't remember the exact lesson, but that's what I have always done. And so she just sat because she didn't want to get out, get up and get out, you know, feeling embarrassed maybe. But in the process, she enjoyed it. At the end of the class, she says, do you do this every day? I said, no, but we do it every Tuesday. She says, I'll be back next Tuesday. She came back the next Tuesday. And from then on, she just kept coming and coming and coming and learning more about God. And then she realized that even in our home, we used to have these Bible studies. She started visiting our home and we would have these Bible studies. We became very, very good friends. Our kids would know her as auntie. But the testimony of hers, only she can tell. And one of the reasons I really like her testimony, she gives it as it is. And that's the kind of testimony I also give those who know me in my life. I wasn't born an angel. I met with God when I didn't think I was. I was invited to church by this young lady. I was going for other things. But from then on, it was different. So now I like her testimony because it's down to earth. It shows that God can lift us up from wherever we are. Hi, Denise. Could you please introduce yourself to our listeners? My name is Denise Denard. Hello, listeners. (laughs) Wow, that was uh, some introduction. I don't even know where to begin. When you asked me about this, it was like... I was able to sit and be quiet before God and think about all the wonderful things that he has done in my life. Mm -hmm. And I had to take account and it really, really just encouraged me. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So when I became born again, I was no spring chicken. I was in my early forties. I was addicted to heroin, Mm -hmm. pills and alcohol because of trauma that I had suffered. I allowed myself to become a victim to rape, gotten raped at gunpoint. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, abused sexually Mm -hmm. from four to 11 years old. So I really didn't have any self-esteem. I really didn't have any guidance. And the only thing that God was using, the only one in my life to keep me going was my daughter. Mm -hmm. That's all I had in this world. And he got a hold of my heart enough to get my attention to stop me. And I was to think about what where I was going to end up. I was actually 
in the process of act, actively dying because I recently got diagnosed with hepatitis C. Mm -hmm. And my liver was so bloated, my eyes were yellow. Mm -hmm. And I was still trying to drink. Mm -hmm. But God just got a hold, got my attention enough to stop. I was watching a TV show and they were praying. Mm -hmm. And I just prayed a simple prayer on TV. Amen. And um, they said, well, next go to a church. Yes. And I went to the nearest church, and that's when I met you and your family and the blessing you've been in my life all these years. That was hey man, you've been a blessing yourself. <laughs> now, um, you mentioned about how you had been diagnosed with hepatitis C, and you know at that time in the 90s, there was no cure. Tell us about that and how you got hope for the cure. Through prayer, mm -hmm. praying with you, uh, you're teaching us how to pray. And because I always thought to you I was crazy at first. I said, these people talk to God, but then I'm like, oh, he's answering them. Okay, that's why I kept coming back. <laughs> and so uh, I had, uh, so that began, that's how I had hope that God would heal me. Yes. And you were praying this prayer. I remember you said, God, heal my sister, even if you have to make a new medicine. Mm -hmm. Because I was complaining about the side effects of the interferon that yes. I was on at the time. Yes. And you were praying that. And that's what happened. You prayed that in the 1990s. 92, 93 maybe? No, I think it was 95. Because okay. uh, I think mm -hmm. my date, uh, my born again birth date was April of uh, 92 or 3. Okay. And I hung out praying with you guys for like ever. Forever. So, so uh, <laughs> And um, so in 2016, God answered that prayer exactly like that. It came out with, uh, in 2013, actually, I yeah. went to Orlando, Florida mm -hmm. to stay in my daughter's house, to house sit for her while her job was transferring her. Mm -hmm. And the first doctor I saw, mm -hmm. he said, I see your records, they're here. They said, you have hepatitis C. Yeah. The first doctor I saw in Florida, he said, I, they have a new cure out for it. He said, this is my specialty. And people in my country, he was from South Vietnam, he said, so I'm very, very passionate about this disease. Mm -hmm. But he said, I'm going to recommend that you get it. Mm -hmm. And it was... So that was 19, about, no, 2013. Mm -hmm. So, and we had prayed the prayer about 2000, I mean, 19... 1995 or something 95. like that. So that's 5 plus 13, so that's about 18 years Right. Yeah, your your math is more correct because I had it for, on I had it for over twenty years. To have yeah. Seen. So we prayed to God for a new invention. Now, for those who don't know, I that's my field of, <laughs> of, of work, and so I knew about medications, I knew about drugs, and I knew there was no cure. Okay. But one thing I've learned that God is the one who created the scientists, the chemists, the biologists, the physicians, everybody who does those things. And when his children pray, listen, you know what God does? What God does is says, every molecule line up because my child has prayed. I have heard the cry of my child. All you scientists, all you chemists, all you whatever it is that is needed for that, even accountants, so that they say, yeah, there is money for research. He puts all those things together so that this can be an answer. 
God hears our prayers, people. God never underestimated the power of your two knees. So we prayed in about 1992, 3, 4, or whatever. And in 2013, a cure came because it takes that long those who know about drug research you have the company has to apply for an nda new drug application and then the fda has to go through all these different stages he kept her alive this is supposed to be a terminal kind of illness he kept her alive because she prayed remember what god told king hezekiah because you have prayed because you have prayed listen because we his children pray things get in line you may say oh well there are other people that's fine that's up to them all i know we prayed amen when you start knowing that the power of your knees is powerful you stop thinking about who did or who didn't pray and you just believe and trust in god that's what faith is the faith that moves mountains we like to sing about it but we don't believe it for us in our little prayer group we believe that god is going to have an invention of a new drug and someone who prayed it is someone who knew about medication and someone who prayed about it is someone who needed the invention that's our god that's a testimony of our god okay so go ahead my sister i want to get back to uh you always encouraged us. He was a re- God is a redeemer of time. Mm-hmm. Because remember, my journey with the Lord began in my early 40s. Yes. And I, what God has done in my life, I don't want to sound like cliche, but awesome is really too small a word. Amen. <laughs> That's how you always work. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I thought the drugs had ruined my brain cells. And uh, I'm saying this to, to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know this is the first time I've ever given my testimony Amen. because I've never really felt really this uh, so inclined I just said no 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 it wasn't time yet but you know where I came from you know that everything about me was in the toilet self esteem yes. my confidence I had no inkling mm-hmm. that even after meeting you mm-hmm. and praying with you that I would be I have a master's of science degree. No, oh, no, 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 no. Let's go back now. You're jumping the gun. Was well, it the dimmer time? Amen. Because okay, what? how you started? Because before you get a master's, you have to get a what? A bachelor's. Right. So start right there and uh, keep going, keep climbing. Because this is an awesome testimony, okay, guys? For anyone out there who thinks that the time has passed them, that they cannot go to school, they can't do this or the other, they are too old for this, they are too young for this, listen very carefully to this testimony. Let her give you a chronicle of how she went to her master's degree, okay? You're going to see how powerful God is. I get excited every time I think about it. <laughs> I give her testimony many times like it's my own, especially encouraging other people. Actually, it's my own. Like, remember at the beginning we said our testimony belongs to the church. Her testimony is powerful and awesome, okay? How old are you, Denise, if you don't mind? Or I don't mind. Um, God has blessed me. I'm looking forward to year 63, this April 11th. Amen. And you can pray for me on my birthday if you don't <laughs> Amen. So now, tell us about your journey to a master's degree you see god is the redeemer of time yes show us how he redeemed your time from drugs to a master's degree at the age of when did you get your master's about uh 62 there you go at 62 <laughs> you got a master's degree yeah. so 
And then now, listeners, listen to this. She said first that God is the redeemer of time. Now she's going to chronicle how God redeemed the time in her life. Go ahead, Denise. Yes, I prayed uh, and asked God. You taught me enough. God bless you enough to teach us about prayer, to just ask him and talk to him. And don't be intimidated by other Christians. And I really appreciate you encouraging me to keep praying to God. You said, Glory get to, to him any way you can. Amen. <laughs> when you say eat carpet. Right. Eat carpet. Get on the floor. Eat yeah. Carpet. Any way. It could be a whisper. Uh, just get to God any way you can, Sister Amen. Denise. I said, okay, Brother Sam. <laughs> and, um, and I said, well, Lord, please restore to me what the deceiver stole. Amen. And he redeemed all that. See, I love swimming, and I wanted to be a doctor and get this an actress. So I didn't get on TV, but somebody did. This real close to us. Then later, God redeemed that. Mm-hmm. So um, my education, I was a lab tech, and that's something, too. You were a pharmacist, mm-hmm. and I had training in hematology mm-hmm. and chemistry. So he, we're praying. So when we pray together. So mm-hmm. anyway, all I had was a... American Medical Technology Certificate. And that really wasn't. It opened doors for me to uh, get into Madonna University. Mm-hmm. But first, I went back to, I was almost 50 when I got enrolled in the university. Mm-hmm. I had to go to community college first. Yes. I started off swimming, mm-hmm. relearned swimming at 48, mm-hmm. competed in my first uh, competitive swim for the United States Masters. Amen. Sister Carol and her niece were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I swam like a uh, hundred yards mm-hmm. in a little over a minute. I at, competed. At what age? I was almost 50, 48 or 50. It's never too late, people yeah. listening out there. This yeah. is a powerful testimony. Please listen and interface you, any scripture that you can, but listen to Sister Denise's um, powerful testimony. At 48, she competes in swimming, relearns. And the FC wasn't healed yet. Yes. Amen. Keep going. And so uh, the YMCA hired me. They teach me to be a lifeguard. Then they certify me. They send their teachers to Oakland University mm-hmm. where we're in training. Then I'm a water safety instructor with the Red Cross mm-hmm. and YMCA train. And then the, the college, the community college here hired me. And they had me running their physical education department. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. And they certified me to not only teach uh, water safety, but to certify and teach other lifeguards. There you go. So my name went on the back of their Red Cross cards. There you go. And for a lifeguard, it's a humble profession. You don't get paid a lot of money. It's God ordained. You are learned to save a life. Yes. But um, that's the highest you can get. They call it lifeguard instructor. That's the highest you can get now, in lifeguarding without a degree. to save a life. Now, a scripture comes to my mind. The Bible says that he sits watchmen on the wall. You look out there when you are being attacked. The watchmen on the wall are standing there and they are warning. Okay, you became a lifeguard. Now, guess what? You are a spiritual lifeguard. 
God. Amen. You tell of the glory of the Lord, warning people. But let me tell you, when you give your testimony to someone going through what you went through, they are much more likely to look to you. They say, wait a minute, she knows what she's talking about. She went through this. Wow. I know I can come from drugs. That's what your life guarding yeah. right now. Yeah. You're guarding the lives of people and continue to do that. Okay, now go, with, go on with your testimony. But this must be noted. Uh, it was because of your non-judgment, you and your wife's prayers and non-judgmentalism towards me. Amen. To Help me to know that I was acceptable to God. Amen. Because you all were treating me like God was treating me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you uh, come from that, and I know that my testimony is no glamorous thing or no better than anybody else's. Yes. But, you know, you've done so many bad things. Mm-hmm. How could this God love me enough Hallelujah. to save me? And then he wants to hear my prayer mm-hmm. afterwards and answer. Yes. So, but your constant encouragement and prayer let and the way ask, you treated me. Let me ask me. you this. You love God? Guess what? He tells us that he loved you before you loved him. Wow. So all this time, he, he was first guarding you with his love. Mm-hmm. So when you started to love him, you're already immersed in love. You had nothing else to do but love him the bible says that god is love and he who loves god knows god you cannot know god if you have no love so you are so immersed in his love that all you are around you imagine like that water when you are saving people Mm. as a lifeguard all there is there is Uh, water 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 so that's how it is when you love god because he first loved you you are immersed in his love that's why denise in you people see love regardless of how you speak denise people see love you know you are a very loving person and one of the things i like about my sister here her love is such that if she offends you she never hesitates to say you know what i shouldn't have done this that is love people who love are quick to repent are quick to ask for forgiveness okay continue now you're saying about the degree yeah so the uh, so i got an associates of applied science Mm -hmm. at the community college Mm -hmm. because uh, being a lab tech they gave me credit for classes uh back in the 80s uh in the last year lab tech school i was i was pretty much high Mm. because um, I had gotten raped in Texas with my first husband at gunpoint, and I never sought help. So I began taking second offs to sleep at night mm. because every night I would think that the rapist was coming back. I slept with a shotgun, a 12-gauge, and so a knife. you experienced this is before, PTSD yeah, before I didn't know it. PTSD was even diagnosed. I, yes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know that I had even it. Even the medical field wasn't really very familiar with it. Right. But God redeemed all that mm-hmm. and said, look, look, we're going to take all those credits. And guess what? From here, you're going to go get your back. You don't get an associate of arts. You get strictly mm-hmm. an associate of science. Amen. I graduated with an associate of applied science as an honors graduate. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the university and they said, yes, we're going to give you 32 credit hours towards your master's of science degree there you go. for the lab tech courses and yes. your certifications you took. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe it. I was doing that, working, uh, taking care of my mom, and I had a bachelor's of science. There you go. 
And then they encouraged me. They said, well, if you take your bachelor's classes here at this university, we'll let you get your master's for undergrad tuition rates. I'm like, I was already into the to, to student loan government for hundreds of thousands of dollars. I might as well do that. And um, and so we are, chronologically, we are reaching what age? Of your uh, life? You are, how old about this time? When I began my um, grad school work, I had turned 60. There you go. Because I... Uh, so if we have any 60-year-olds out there, yeah. or if we have any 23, 24, 25-year-olds out there and they th think it's too late or they're too old, they miss. Listen, Don't let an old lady beat you. The Bible says in <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11, that he has a plan for us. Yes. And that the plan that he has for us is for good and not for evil. Plans to prosper us. So you have Jeremiah 29, 11. Those who listen to this podcast, they know I always bring that uh, scripture up because that's the plan of God for you. He has a plan for you. Your plan will be different. Everyone's yes. road is different. So don't feel like you have lost too much or done this or the other so you couldn't. She just gave a testimony of how the university started pulling back her transcripts and saying, wait a minute, you you got credit for exactly. this, you got credit for that. That's God redeeming the time she had lost because she had come to him and cried unto him. You can come to God and cry to him for one thing, but remember he told King Hezekiah, because you have prayed, that is an open-ended promise because you have prayed i'm going to do this and i'm going to add on this and i'm going to do the other that's how god did for her because she had prayed about uh uh C, he started adding on these other things because he said wait a minute you trust me on the other thing i know you trust i can do this then he starts pulling that's the power of prayer that's the power of understanding and trusting in god continue this so, master's of science degree, degree yeah. here I sit. Thank you, Lord. But it wasn't a straight shot. Uh, my walk was not pretty at all. Amen. Uh, we still need, because I, even though I was a Christian, I didn't know how to be one, to live like one. Yes. And so I remember I would pray, Lord Jesus, teach me how to be. Amen. I don't know what to do with this new life Amen. you gave me. There were many sins, many failures, Amen. getting back up and... God can redeem the time. He doesn't, because he redeems the soul, our soul, and our spirit, and our mind. Yes. He's redeemed the time. He's got it all planned. I don't have this perfect, sweet package to wrap up for anybody. Amen. In my Praise testimony. God. I mean, I messed up a lot. Yes. yes. And the Bible tells us that our righteousness is but filthy rags. Exactly. The only righteousness that God looks at is the righteousness of Christ. Yeah. That's why we have to be all dressed up in Christ. Yeah. Once you are dressed up in Christ, once you have Christ all over you, that's what yeah. it means in Romans, you know, that we who are in Christ is now no condemnation because yeah. Jesus is our righteousness. And when God looks at us, he does not look at Sam. He does not look at Denise. Right. He looks at Jesus the Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. Yes, we are all covered into it. So when he looks at us, because we have allowed ourselves to be dressed into Christ, he sees Christ himself. That's what he saw in Denise. That's what he saw in me. That's what he sees yes. in anyone. So God sees the end result. Because guess what? 
he is the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end we live in between and when we live in between and we take on the path that he has given us which is through christ our lord and savior which follows the legacy that he says for us in jeremiah 29 11 he knows where we are going to end we may fall he will pick us up that's why he says in first john 1 9 could you tell us that dennis he not only forgives our sins but we we confess them to him mm -hmm. he cleanses us from all unrighteousness amen and that's what he's done for all of us that's what he has done for denise and now i know that our time is almost running out but we shall continue with this conversation another time of testimonial denise and other people will be coming on our podcast because it's such a powerful thing to testify that's why the enemy doesn't want us to testify even in churches anymore but we should never forget that there's another part of worship that is so powerful and it's called testimony here we've seen the scriptures where he says um, in the psalm where david says i'll proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters i'll Hallelujah. praise you among your assembled people we don't do much of that anymore in our lives but mm -hmm. i encourage you encourage you to really testify of the work of god in your life of what he has done in your life you've had just a little wee bit of denise's testimony there will be a lot more to come you hear her many times maybe in a different format or in a different way or maybe she'll be even holding the podcast herself and you will see the power of testifying of what god has done to you now thank you for listening i know this has been a little different but you know testimonies are powerful that's why it says in revelation that and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb but and by the word of their testimony hallelujah the blood of the lamb is jesus's we can't do anything about that the our testimony is powerful god has allowed us to destroy the enemy by partnering Thank with him Lord jesus the blood of jesus and the word of our testimony i i call that the double barrel you know <laughs> you know the bar double barrel shotgun in Amen. order for us to kill the enemy to destroy the enemy he has allowed us to be one of the barrels in this shotgun hallelujah and today we've heard one of those barrels the shotgun is fired out there and i know someone is being released someone is being encouraged someone is moving up because of denise's testimony someone older or younger is he's saying i too because god can you know it's not about us our title today was same title was God can I want you to listen again to Denise's testimony and you will see pick up scriptures God will give you different scriptures not necessarily what we gave you it may be different but it's still God himself just make sure that you are least lifting up uh, God himself and you know what he will draw men unto unto himself and that's what the idea of testimony is is to lift up Jesus Christ so that he may draw man unto him now denise will give a testimony sometime in the future again in another area of her life and we shall be bringing other people too this will be a series in our um podcast where it is testimonials so this is the first one and i couldn't have brought a better person she's very dear to us to all those around her to my kids to my wife and she 
gives a testimony just the way it is. She doesn't sugarcoat stuff because many times as Christians we like to sugarcoat things. But you know what? God does not need us to lie in order to be used. In other words, we cannot use the devil to help God out. He needs no help. Many times, you know, when I try to sugarcoat our testimonies, God tells me, no, 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 you will be lying. And the devil is the father of all lies. God needs no help Amen. from the devil. So you have to understand that when you give God's testimony, give it plain and simple, pure. Guess what? God knows how to defend himself Amen. Thank you all for listening in. And I'm going to, we're going to have our impact prayer today. And I'm going to ask uh, Denise to give a short impact prayer to conclude our podcast. But before we do that, I want to remind you again, our podcast can be listened to directly on the internet, www.africhristpodcast.com. Dot com. There's no S at the, at the end of the word podcast, africhristpodcast.com. And then you can go on our blog to get notes. And that's where we put all the different scriptures that we may discuss in our podcast. And the, the blog itself is actually amazing. A lot of people are using it. Some university students are using it in their Bible study because they can, they can just print it out and then when they go to Bible study, they may listen to the podcast and they pass out the notes and it's been very helpful. So I encourage you also to do the same in your Bible study free. Just download and pass it on. Please recommend us to your friends, to your churches, to uh, whoever would want to listen. We don't ask anything from you. We just pass the word of God to you. God has been gracious and good to us, even as Denise has shown. And so please pass it on. So now, Sister Denise, could you please conclude our podcast with a short prayer as the Lord leads? Oh, wow. Thank you. Father God, we thank you for your son. Thank you for his shed blood, his redemptive power, his is the reality of your life, your will for our lives. So, Father God, we come to your throne of grace and mercy to ask if there's anyone out there. Show your power. Reach them, Father. Yes. Touch them. Because we know that you could, you saved a dope fiend whore. And you brought me to this place yes. for your son. Yes. Clean me up, Lord. Mm. Turn me around. Mm. And you gave me a new life. Yes. Look out for my child mm. and my family. So, Father God, please go to the, the that one who is discouraged, who's mm. at the end, who thinks that they couldn't be of use to you. They, yes. They've done so much you don't want them. Yes. But, Lord God, please show your power mm. and redeem the time. Mm. And we ask that you would bless and redeem the time in the lives of those of us who are listening mm -hmm. and those who continue on yes. to share your testimony. Hallelujah. Cover us and gird us in this battle for your glory. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen.